0: I'm George Faust. I'm Karasky Melvin, and this is Inside Cajun Nation.
1: KLFY and the University of Louisiana at Lafayette present Inside Cajun Nation, sponsored by W DeBocher, official injury lawyers of the Louisiana Rage and Cajuns. Uh, hi, hello, and welcome to Inside Cajun Nation. I'm George Faust, as always, joined by Karaski Melvin. On this week's show, the Sun Belt recognizes a member of the Raging Cajun cross-country team. Plus, basketball season's underway. We'll have a look at the home openers for the Cajuns men and women.
0: But before we do all that, let's start with some football. After a last-second
1: home defeat to Troy, the Cajuns welcome Georgia Southern Thursday night. It was a doozy. Louisiana needing wins down the stretch to keep their bowl aspirations alive. The Cajuns snap a two-game losing streak with a win in their home finale by beating the Georgia Southern Eagles 36-17. Quarterback Ben Woolridge passed for 193 yards and 17-31 on the completion front and three three first-half touchdown passes. Michael Jefferson caught one of them.
0: Three different Cajun running backs had 50 or more yards. Chris Smith led the way with 80 rush yards. That's eight more rushing yards than Georgia Southern's team had combined. In total, UL rushed for a season-high 242 yards as part of a 435-yard offensive performance. 295 of those yards came in the first half.
1: Meanwhile, the Cajun defense held the Eagles to two of 14 on third down possessions and uh, allowed only seven points on three Georgia Southern Red zone possessions Cajun defensive end Andre Jones sacked Eagle quarterback Kyle Van Trees on third down and forced a fumble. Cajun senior defensive lineman Zion Hill Green recorded a fourth quarter sack to tie UL's career record for sacks. Hill Green now has 21 career sacks, sharing the school record with uh, with uh, Jeff Mitchell and Christian Ringo.
0: On special teams, Kenneth Almender tied a school record with five field goals, three of which were in a 10-minute span. The longest, a 48-yard kick in the second half. The Louisiana win kept alive their hopes for becoming bowl eligible with two games remaining. The Cajuns need to win one of its final two games at Florida State next Saturday or at Texas State November 26th to become bowl eligible for the 10th time in the last 12 seasons. Here's members of the team following that victory.
2: Really proud of our kids putting together, you know, a four-quarter football game. Um, we talked about, you know, needing all three phases to play for four quarters, and we got that tonight. Um, a fast start again, which is huge. Uh, you know, for us, that's something that you know start fast and, and you can kind of keep your foot on the gas a little bit. I thought our defense did a really a phenomenal job. I mean, this offense has been putting up points in bunches. Um, did a really good job tonight. You know, slowing it down. You know, definitely they got some yards. They're a good football team. I mean, you know, I have a lot of respect for that program for a long time. Coach Helton and his history and what he's done, Um, and certainly that team and the way they've played. Uh, You know, tonight was about our guys going out there and just refusing to be denied. And we talked about that, and we talked about what's at stake for us. So really good to come out get the taste out of our mouth from last week and finish a game in the fourth quarter i think our defensive staff does a really good job of putting our players in situations to get one-on-one pass rushes um i thought tonight we did a phenomenal job of mixing up drop eight coverage and pressures um you know you can't be all or all one way or the other. You have to mix it up a little bit to keep them on their toes. And I thought we did a good job of it. That quarterback is really good. He makes great decisions. And tonight, he didn't really make many bad decisions. You know, he did a great job. They had some shots called. He checked it down when it wasn't there. Um, and certainly, they made some plays down the field. But, you know, for us, it was a uh, – it was about mixing it up a little bit, getting our guys an opportunity to rush one-on-one. And I, I said it, you know, during the week, I felt like that offensive line was, was really pretty good. And, um, you know, I'm proud of our guys, especially down a few men uh, to go out there and go play really well. So we'll keep pushing. I think that's what we known for. You know, sometimes the ball don't roll our way. We just always keep pushing. That's a, we
0: like, we're good at it there. We got like a gold badge, Hall of Fame badge of that. Keep pushing. Love the offense. Uh, coming to the game, we just looking at it like, y'all ain't seen us yet. I know like the record says one thing and you know we ain't had the you know the best outcomes but like we were a really great team you know it's like I said like the ball ain't r- rolled our way this season a couple times you know but like you know you can't sleep on us like you know and uh, they just ain't seen us yet. Now
2: they seen what we work working with. Like we ran the ball well, you know, I felt like we had a good plan. Our, our staff, I thought, did a really good job. You know, we prepared for these guys quite a bit, you know, um, leading up to this, and then certainly, you know, the last few days getting ready for it. And I thought we had a good, simple plan that we could execute. And certainly, doesn't matter what the plan is if your players don't go out there and play. And our offensive line, you know, they're they're finally getting a lot of confidence in playing together, and they're finally kind of getting that, that that mentality that it takes to be really good on the offensive line and um, our backs are playing really well They're hitting it. You know, you know, you got a bunch of guys that are carrying the football. They're doing a good job and um, You know, you got to run the ball to win
1: and go to the O-line All week for the past couple three four weeks. We've been preaching them. Just get a body on them and move them if you move them, the run back, handle the rest. Get us to the second level. We'll handle the rest for you and they've been playing pretty daggone good from practice to the game time, working together, bonding more. The lines they're going to be great next year. I
0: never, I never thought that I'd tied the record. I had no idea that it was the record. I just went and kicked it. I never know what I'm kicking, how far, how deep it is. I, it's just I'm glad that I'm able to, to like help out the team, you know, because at times I feel like, well, when I miss,
2: then I'm let, letting them down. And I feel like I'm not doing my job. Leon. Whenever he goes out there and makes some and you get a little confidence in him, I have confidence in him. He's got confidence in himself. You know, we had some plays down there where, you know, made a couple calls that I thought had a chance to pop runs on maybe third and, and eight that you said, well, you can run some safe runs because you're in field goal range right here. And if you pop one, great. If not, well, you're going to get points with a lead already. Um, it allows you on offense not to have to press and not to have to strain to try to do some things that maybe you're not comfortable doing. Um, and you know, I mean, just proud of him. You know, I mean, it hadn't been perfect for him either this year. You know, and uh, the guy just every week shows up and kicks.
1: All right, so from Cajun football to Cajun basketball.
0: Monday, the men's and women's team opened up their season in the Cajun Dome. Bob Marlin's bunch opened up against Centenary. UL, the preseason pick to win the Sun Belt West and Player of the Year Jordan Brown, and it was a lot of Brown. Cajun's up seven in the first quarter. Brown, a beautiful jumper there. Then later, Cajun's up nine. Brown, just using his muscle, backing in, going in, gets the hoop. A whistle was called. Trust me, it's happened there. He had 17 points in the first half, a perfect six for six from the field. Wasn't just Brown, that's Terrence Williams. Dunk you very much. Cajun's led by 39 at half in that game. They win 106 55.
1: All right, Coach Gary Broadhead and his Raging Cajun women's basketball team also opening the season this week against Houston. First quarter, Lene Wheaton finds Carrie Wren for the bucket and the Cajuns uh, second quarter now. Tamara Johnson, uh, the LCA product, gets the one, and she had 13 first half points, 15 for the game. And in the second half, Sherry Porter, she's in the corner. She'll eye it, try it, and buy it for three she had 11. Cajuns win 55-48. So they both uh, continue their seasons over the weekend. They played hard. They were consistent, and you know, you, you know, sticking
3: together. You know, we, we, it wasn't a perfect game. I mean, we still had 19 turnovers. You know, That's got probably a little bit too much. But Tabaldo win with 19 turnovers. You know, our Achilles
1: heel has always been rebounding and turnovers. If we can out-rebound a, a team and keep Well, hi, hello, and welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation. Everyone, I'm George Faust. Pleased to be joined by the head basketball coach for the Raging Cajuns. It's Bob Marlin and Coach Marlin. Thanks so much for the time. Again, always a pleasure when you uh, stop by and, and talk to us
3: about some hoops. Yeah, I look forward to it every year, George.
1: All right, let's talk a little bit about what's upcoming. Uh, practice has started now. The last time we talked to you, that hadn't happened yet. Uh, what do you like about the way practice is going and, and how the guys are uh, responding to, to what you're asking them to do?
3: Well, we were fortunate enough to go on a uh, tour this summer and went to Puerto Rico in August, and that was a big benefit. We were able to get guys game experience. We played three games there in Puerto Rico against uh, a second-level pro all-star team, mm-hmm. and it was a great experience for our young men. And then coming back, we gave them a little bit of extra time off because we went deep into August, and they've worked hard this fall. We've had a really good fall camp to, to date. We're three weeks in. Of six weeks, and uh, I was telling a friend of mine this morning, it might be the best three weeks we've had. Definitely one of the top two in the last 12 years. And that, that's impressive, that says a lot.
1: To, and when you look at this team, you have some guys on this you got You got a, some experience coming back. I mean, I, I looked at the roster just a few minutes ago, and I, I was kind of, you know, Greg Williams is a senior. You got Jordan. Uh, talk us about some of these guys that are on this team that uh, people can expect to, to see and hear their names uh, being called.
3: Uh, it starts off with Jordan Brown. Yeah. You know, a possible preseason player of the year. Uh, he's the best inside player in our league, we feel like, returning. And he did a great job, made all-tournament. And then you have Greg uh, Williams, who made all-tournament last year, really stepped up for us and did a good job there. And Kobe Julian was third-team all-conference last year. He didn't play in the tournament due to injury, and we'll have him back for conference. So those are three good all-conference candidates for us. And you know, Jalen Dalcourt's back uh, for a, uh, another year and Jalen's done a good job for us from Lafayette High, and uh, Joe Charles is doing a great job returning. Uh, Mike Thomas has improved. We went out and signed a couple of guards, Chancellor White early last year, Vince Sagona in the spring, Themis Fulks in the spring. Themis was a second team Juco All-American, a really good player. And then late in the summer, George, we picked up two guys we think were crucial. One was Kyron Ratliff from Booker T. Washington in New Orleans and uh, Sean Dumas Academy, and he went in, but he reclassified back to 22. He'd gone to 23 and came back, and we were fortunate to be his first visit and, and get him locked down, and he's 6'8", right at 200, and has a bright future. And more importantly, we picked up a grad transfer from Jackson State that we're high on, uh, Terrence Lewis. Lewis. A guy that we'd recruited earlier, and he had a really good season last year in conference for those guys. So we like our team. We think we've got got depth at both spots or or, or two spots at all all five positions.
1: Now we've talked about you know when you make those trips, those summertime trips, that things seem to work out pretty good for you later on. Obviously, there's some chemistry issues that you can kind of mend and gel and, and guys get to know each other. And Is there another benefit to doing, doing a trip like that?
3: Well, used to you get 10 practices that other teams don't get in the summer because mm-hmm. we used to not be able to practice in the summer. But now, it's easier uh, uh, to, to get the practices in. So everybody gets those in. But just the camaraderie, uh, traveling to a foreign country and uh, being a little bit uncomfortable, try to get comfortable in that environment. And certainly the games helped. Uh, we did some off-the-court exercises as well. Oliver Houston, our strength coach, had the guys doing yoga every morning and stretching early morning. And uh, <laughs> B.J. DePlanis, our trainer, had, had a couple of guys, Colby being one of them, in the, in the pool running, rehabbing their knees. Uh, we went zip lining, paddle boarding, so there was some activity outside of basketball as well that that should help.
1: Well, when you look at the schedule, uh, I think we talked about it uh, uh, last time we we sat down and chatted. But uh, you've got some some fun teams that you're going to be playing. And and obviously Texas, you've got uh, the conference schedule, which you kind of alluded to with Southern Miss. That's kind of an interesting dynamic game because it's kind of a regional rival, and now it's a conference game. Uh, Just talk about the schedule and, and what you like about how you've set up this year's schedule.
3: Well, we're going to open with Centenary at Home on the 7th uh, of November on a Monday. And then on Friday, we'll play in Asheville, North Carolina in a tournament uh, against Harvard. And Tommy Amaker is a the coach there, the former yeah. point guard from mm-hmm. Duke who won a national championship, former head coach at Michigan, Michigan really good, yeah. good coach. And that'll be a good opportunity for us. We'll have a day off in between George, and then we'll play on, on Saturday, winners and losers play. The other game is E-line at East Tennessee State. So we're going in with a mindset to win this tournament. Both games will be televised on ESPN uh, platform, and that, that's a start. We come back home and we play Louisiana Tech. That Thursday here, that game's traditionally been the Saturday after uh, exams in uh, December. So now it, it's moved up, and we're going to play. They, wanted, they requested to play earlier to get in a MTE for them. So we did that, Uh, then the following week we're going to SMU, play there right before Thanksgiving. We come home and then we go play Drake at Drake uh, and come back home, play Loyola, Loyola of New Orleans. He was the national defending Chief. national champion. Yeah. yeah, they're good. They're good. Their coach left and a couple of their players. But they... Where'd he go? They reloaded. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he went yeah. to Ole Miss yeah. as an assistant. <laughs> uh, Stacy did a great job. He's a good basketball coach. And, and uh, I was excited for him. Uh, but after that, we, we played UNO at, at New Orleans. We, we go to McNeese this year. Uh, and then we'll, we'll go to Texas to, to wrap up the, the non-conference portion of it. And then conference is going to be exciting too. We yeah. open, unfortunately, with six of eight on the road. Hmm. There are only two of the 14 teams that got that honor. And we, we were one <laughs> yeah. of them. James Madison, the other one. And both of us, I believe, are going to have really good teams. So it'd be interesting to see how we get through that portion of the schedule. And then the Southern Miss, George, is interesting because we've tried to play those guys for years. And Jay Ladner's a friend. HE WAS AT SOUTHEASTERN LOUISIANA, DID A GREAT JOB THERE AND uh, GOES TO SOUTHERN MISS AND WE WANTED TO WAIT FOR A YEAR OR SO AND THEN WE FINALLY AGREED TO PLAY TWO YEARS AGO AND COVID WIPED THAT GAME OUT. Mm -hmm. IT WOULD HAVE BEEN HERE. SO LAST YEAR WE GO TO Hattiesburg, IN THE SECOND GAME OF THE YEAR AND WIN uh, AND THEN THEY RETURN THE GAME THE NEXT YEAR AND IT'S A CONFERENCE GAME. (laughs) SO WE LOST A HOME GAME IN ESSENCE BY THEM JOINING THE CONFERENCE.
1: Uh. Well, I guess, but at least you're playing. I think that's a good little rival game that can can, can kind of butt up. Don't go away, Coach. We're coming back. We're going to ask Coach Marlin a a little bit more about uh, this upcoming team uh, for the 2022-23 season. Uh, We'll do that when we return right here on Inside Cajun Nation. Don't go away. We're back in 90 seconds. Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation. Still joined by Bob Marlin, the head men's basketball coach for the University of Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns. And, Coach, uh, when we talk about uh, um, longevity in a career, you, you and I kind of can talk about that. I've been here 20 years, and you've been here thir- in, in Louisiana at UL for 13 uh, seasons. It, it just what, what have you learned? in that 13 years, in those 13 years, about maybe the, the the culture or something that you didn't know when you first got here? Uh, is there something that you can kind of tap on and go, man, I didn't know this, and I'm really glad I know it now.
3: You know, it's uh, a unique place, yeah. and driving through for years on I-10, stopping occasionally to, to go to the Cajun Dome, watch a uh, top 28. High school, yeah, you know? yeah sure. But I've done that a couple of times, but really never explored uh, south of I-10 very much and uh, passed through here many times on the way back taking 90 and go down to Ambassador and take 90 to, to nickel State when we used to play gotcha. that. So we'd, we'd driven through here many times, but uh, just a unique and special place. The people are super passionate. Uh, the, they, they love the Raging Cajuns. The cultures is unbelievable. I mean, everybody has a story. Everybody loves music. Everybody loves to eat. They love to get together. Uh, and I thought COVID probably hurt the Cajuns as much as anybody. Mm-hmm. And so but it's been a, a great situation here. We, we've had some improvements to the program. We're still making improvements to get caught up and we're looking forward to the future. When you talk about uh, the, the culture here, I mean, that,
1: part of that, I'm, I'm curious to know this as a, as a basketball fan, what kind of talent, because you've been around, you, you've seen a lot of different uh, areas of high school talent and, and what goes into college. Is this, this area seems to be pretty rich with some quality basketball talent. Is, that, is Am I reading that right?
3: Yeah, in Katie Anna, the, occasionally there's a, a really good player. I mean, a, a high major player, a guy that we really need on our program. There are some other guys that, like Jalen Dalcourt, went off to, to play junior college and then went to, it wasn't a fit for us. And then after a year at San Jose State, it mm-hmm. was a fit for us, and we were able to bring him back. So timing's everything mm-hmm. uh, when you go about players. And... Uh, just found out yesterday, George, speaking of that, Corey Davis, uh, Jalen's brother, mm. you know, signed with us and then wound up going to San Jack to play for one of my former coaches and players. And we were on the fence whether to bring him back because Frank Bartley was in that position and was ex- excelling and wound up being the Louisiana Player of the Year, senior year, right. and uh, on a 27-win team. But those two guys are playing together now huh. in, in France, which is uh quite quite a special deal. <laughs> yeah. uh, but there are some good players. Joe Charles, one uh, that that we recruited early, and we're fortunate enough to, to get a commitment early from Joe. We think he's going to be a heck of a player. Uh, and one that we just lost to the seminary, Carter Domain. Uh, we, we thought right. the world of Carter, and uh, we certainly have missed him this fall. Absolutely. And so when
1: you when you talk about uh, this upcoming season, obviously you set goals, and you, you kind of have those Kind of laid out for uh, for your team. How do you approach that with the, with regards to hey, here's what we want to do? Uh, because I know coaches a lot of times just do your job and and what'll happen. We will look at the scoreboard at the end of the game. Don't look at it. Right? Is that how you approach this with goals as well? Uh, we set the goals and and we just kind of hit the ones as we come across through the season?
3: Absolutely, and it's uh, the old one game at a time, right? <laughs> right. But right. Sure. we have goals and standards that we try to reach every game, offensively and defensively. We know we've got to be a little bit better defensively than we were last year. Second half especially, we lost some games that we uh, felt like we should have should have won at least half of them. We lost two or three in a row a couple times, and it really hurt us. Uh, but we played our best down the stretch. But we have goals for sure that we're trying to reach, and, and our goals – the same every year. We want to go undefeated at home. We want to uh, win our conference championship, win our tournament championship, and win a couple of games in advance of Sweet 16. Good stuff, Coach.
1: Well, hopefully all that happens. The trip, that's going to bode well. I know we're going we're to be talking about that at the end of the year, we're, we're like, all right, the cadence are in it here. We're, we're rolling. We're Sun Belt champs, NCAA tournament. Let's do it. I, it's been a while, so we need to try and get back. I, I, I need a trip.
3: <laughs> yeah, no doubt. We were close last year. Yes. Know, we, we had a great yes. run and, yeah. and uh, a lot of things going on with me personally during that time, but we, we were able to, sure. to to get to the championship game and just get lost to a team that played better than we did that night. A bunch of super seniors that returned to win the championship, and they did. Yeah. Well, Coach, thanks for the time. Always appreciate you stopping by, and uh,
1: always a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks, George. All right, that's going to do it for this week's edition of Inside Cajun Nation. Hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time.